once again, welcome back to the Empty Space In Between podcast. On to today's episode, and it's kind of a sidestep from electric cars, and it's to do with self-driving cars. Imagine going on a five-hour journey in a car that you're on your own, you've got to drive it, but being able to get like three hours of work done, or Imagine being able to yeah. watch the match. Should false advertising of your self-driving capabilities be clamped down on? We know that there's engineers, software developers, mathematicians, data scientists behind the scenes encoding it. Are we just all giving them the power to make the ethical decisions? <laughs> Once again, welcome back to the Empty Space In Between podcast episode eight. Hello everyone. That was very um, very theatrical, that. A lot oh, of pauses, that was most, a lot of weights. Most theatrical I've ever seen you be. Just, yeah, <laughs> in 26 years of existence. <laughs> Normally just, hello everyone, welcome to Empty Space In Between, moving on. Yeah, well apart from once when I was a kid, this is a fucking funny story. Because you wouldn't picture me doing it. So when our school, they were trying, they must have been trying to do like, like a cultural kind of exposure type thing. Yeah. So our school was like selected to do a thing at the Brindley, but it's to do with like Indian dancing and stuff, right? <laughs> so like, I you did not get on stage, lads. You are proper, not that guy. Proper in front of the Brindley, like four hundred <laughs> people. Like giving it Indian dancing giving it moves, the balls. Like, like you know what I mean. I'm gonna say I had like I had, I had like a little fucking outfit and that. I had a pot, yeah. So I like thought I was like dancing like a pot on my head and that running around, lad. What are the Indian dress called? Like a sari or a something? Sari, yeah, something like that. You had a sari on. Yeah, and it like <laughs> it's funny, not because I'm doing Indian dancing, obviously. Like I can't remember. I was in like year six. What, was it one of them things where like you're forced to do it? Would like it, everyone in the class was, was doing it or was it like no. hands up who wants to do the dance it was like so, so, uh, so many people were selected from the and you were selected yeah. <laughs> yeah you must yeah. have had talent lad. I, I was a mover you must have had natural <laughs> moving ability imagine picture it me now trying to I can't dance now I'm rigid me I now. used to hate it lads when like got to Christmas in school and it would be like we're doing a fucking nativity mm. oh lads oh, little funny. five year old eight year old Sam lads I'd be looking at the teacher like fuck off man no no <laughs> can't be asked get the involved. kids lads who love all that lad they love yeah. drama they love singing and fucking give like give it the bifters and that oh lad they'd be like miss can I be mother Mary miss can I be the fucking three wise man lad, lad just one year lad put me as a star in the back lad I'm just happy holding the fucking star lad I'm no lad I was a wise man once man lad I come to fucking with frankincense, lads, whatever the fuck it's called, lads. I don't remember, lads. I was in, like, the corner of the fucking hall. And obviously, you're a kid, you're not an actor. And, like, the teachers are, like, fucking, you know, like... Lad, the teachers sure took it so serious. Yeah, like, the, James Cameron. Yeah, lads. Like, and, like, and parents are watching. And, like, I was just standing with this, like, bo- box of black gold, lads. And she was like, come on, wise man. Wise man. <laughs> She had a fucking headset on, not plugged into anything. And you'd be walk in front of the crowd and you'd be like, there's me Matt, there's me dad watching. And you'd be like, we've come with gifts for baby Jesus. Hail baby Jesus. And you'd like burst into a song, lads. And I used to fucking hate it. I used Same, to want to die, lads. Same. First time I've had suicide I'm... thoughts. I was that age, lad, in that <laughs> fucking church. I remember play, once lads. when we were in year six, they were, we had to do like a play when we were leaving. 
and because I had longish hair, I had to play one of the fucking bird teachers who was leaving. <laughs> so imagine being in year six, I had to put like I was. Why dressed... not picking Gail? Why are you doing it? Because that was I think that was the comedic effect because there was two teachers that were leaving and me and this other lad. So it was like a oh, fucking oh, thing. Right. That, I think that was the whole point. But I just remember, and they, they got some girl's shoes who were the same size. Like, just at that age, being, yeah, you're dressing, like, I was like... No, oh, lad. I thought we used to have to do fuck, choir yeah. in our school, lad. Choir? I think we did, went but... Went to a Catholic school, lad. It was all like... Oh, I never went to a Catholic school. your Lord. Make sure he helps us. Save Mother Mary. And, lad... I got. To, I used to get screamed at, lad. Because you wouldn't sing. Oh, lad, I just yeah, like. Yeah. I just. It just wasn't in me, Bad lad. Man. Yeah, like, and I ended up doing music, but like that type of like dramatized pantomime. Oh shit, yeah, it does everything. I used to hate it as a kid, lad. Who built his house on the sand? Oh, lad. I used to hate oh, it like the shit. Christmas panto, lad, and kids would be screaming, loving it, like, ah, oh, yeah, the panto. <laughs> and lad, I used to just think I'm going up, and you have to go and see Santa, and I. There'd be kids who thought it was actually Santa. Santa. Like, some of my mates would be coming out going, like, did you speak to Santa? And I'd be thinking, it's fucking Dave who lives down the road with a beard on, man. It's the fucking caretaker. (laughs) (laughs) It's my dad. He's working here. Yeah. Fucking ass on him by the suit. Oh, lads. But, yeah, so now we've got the ramblings over. Um, Thank you, everyone, for getting in touch. We had some good feedback on the first guest episode. So, oh, you yeah. remember we recorded two responses to it in the last episode? Yeah. Yeah, so we know it's the good one. So only, only listen to the good one, not the bad one. Um, Thank you to Dr. Ian Malabar. Yeah, for cheers. First guest, man, we've yeah. put a few feelers out now, so we've got Defo and other guests lined up, but we'll tease that closer to a nap because we're not recording that for a week couple of weeks. Week or so before, we'll tease it, won't we? Yeah. A couple of weeks um, before. And then we've got a couple of other people who are interested in coming on. Yeah. So it's all moving, so that should be quite cool. A lot of good uh, content coming up. Uh, another shout out before we get going. Go well, ahead, I've got yeah. two actually. Go so on. the first one, w- thank you, Ship and Mighty, for letting oh, us have yeah. us again. Okay, standard. Um, the standard one. I'm drinking some. I'm actually drinking cask today. Not. Are you driving? Keg. Yeah, I only had one before. <laughs> I'll have that. Then I'm chilling in town till later. <laughs> Ryan's had about six pints today. <laughs> lad, if I'd have had six pints, I'd have been getting the straight home. You know, don't drink and drive, kids. Unless you've had five, then put your hazards on. Yeah. Well, if you've had 10, park up for an hour and then put the hazards on. And... <laughs> yeah, sleep it off. <laughs> bad advice, um, man. Bad advice. Yeah, bad advice. Don't do that. Oh, good advice, though. Yeah. It depends on your morals. Depends on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> or where you're from. Exactly. <laughs> um, the next point is most people who listen yeah. to the podcast on Spotify, YouTube. Sam, would this shock you? They're not subscribed. Are they? No. You... Fuckers, man. Bastards, man. So, you fucking bastards. We've not asked this before, so I think I think it's only fair. We'll yeah, ask man. now. Um, if you like what we're doing, you want to listen to more. As I say, we've got some good stuff coming up. Subscribe on YouTube. Give us a follow on Spotify. Yeah. Turn on the notification so you, so you get notified when... Um, don't be using and abusing us, man. Yeah, follow us. I have feelings, you know. Yeah, subscribe, everyone. Come on. But yeah, so if, if you want to hear more, subscribe. Let us know, because then... Obviously, we know what we're pushing out to. We want to try and build it, get more. Because obviously, then the more, if we can get some more views, we may be able to attract some other guests in. Because we're putting some feelers out at the minute, so it might help us get them in. If you like it, subscribe. Yeah, don't just watch in the ether, the, man. You got know the call I mean? to action out ready. To be fair, I've, I've done that loads, man. I've watched the podcast or like a YouTube creator for like six months without ever subscribing. And then, and then I click on afterwards, I'm like... Yeah, I've not subscribed to this. It just keeps coming up and me recommending. Yeah, or like you'll watch a video where they will say, you know, please, we've got 
200,000 listeners, only 10,000 subscribe. Yeah. And you're like, I'm one of them. Fucking 190,000. No, lad. Um, so it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen you. You've been away? Yeah, I've been away. I've travelled the great universe um, back and forth a good few times in the last week or two. Um, learned hard. many things. I'm a changed man. Now, two hour flight to Spain. I went on a two hour flight to Spain. <laughs> yeah. I've integrated with cultures unknown. I've um, yeah, I've been to the depths. Uh, I went to Spain. <laughs> I had a summer. Yeah. Nah, I went. I had to, a bacon um, on toast. Went to Seville. Um, I've never been before. Um, basically, me mum sent me. So me mum goes away with me dad. Like... No, and me dad's like a bit miserable and like he likes what he likes yeah so my mum and dad go to Italy every year and my dad just likes what he likes so my mum has been wanting to go to Seville for ages and like he just won't go with her because he's just like not for me so my mum sends me and my girlfriend on all the holidays she can't go she lives vicariously she, for lad, she, she sent us to Rome she sent us to Venice she sent us to fucking Ibiza fucking, like so like she just picks the destination and we go um, so she said Seville's meant to be decent so went to Seville and it was lovely lad. it's like just a proper ancient town you know what I mean there was city there was Romans yeah. there 2000 years ago we went to this city called Italica and it's where Game of Thrones was filmed oh shit I saw your picture yeah 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 and lads yeah and Game of Thrones was filmed there because it just looks like ancient yeah and um, so yeah, Rubens and the Romans were there 2000 years ago and um, we went on this tour lad and they were just so intelligent, the Romans. Like, it, you can't get your head around how they were it's doing mad. the things they were doing, and other civilizations were still scratching their heads and like pissing up walls and that. Like, 2,000 years ago, in this ancient city of Italica, they had sewer systems underground, and everything was like calculated. Like, it has to be at this angle for the water to run correctly. But there was other groups of people just still running around like nutcases, like killing each other. <laughs> And they were doing a bit of that as well, like, but did the, the sewers they've built connect to the modern yeah. day Seville sewer? It was in that good a condition. They didn't have to build a new sewer in this area where the city was. They just re-repurposed re it. Theirs. 2,000 years old. That's so, so, so impressive, lad. And then so impressive. walking around the city, every room in the buildings in the city has got a mosaic. And it's like the best art you've ever seen. And like, it's so mad, isn't it? We've just like, there's loads of things like that we've lost. Through time, through 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 lack of be- common belief, through drives to improve efficiency, just and the technology, and stuff. just stock it, and you're like the mosaic, the way mosaics are done, we just don't do them like but that. It's, but and the point is, the people if, that did have gone now. Well, the thing is, if you were to so say, obviously, what I meant by efficient there is, if if you're building a, a series of houses now, it's not efficient. You don't build your own house. Room, yeah. You're not going to put a, a hand-built mosaic, and you're just going to put but fucking laminate down. Lad, but They're so good, they look but so like, sick. There's another thing that was um, in the cathedral there, like all the stained glass windows mm. with art in. And like, I don't know if this is true, but like, can we still do that? Yeah, you can still make stained glass and stuff. But I know we no can make does. stained glass, I mean, but we're highly detailed oh, art yeah. in it. Yeah. You, of course you'd be able to, yeah. But like, is that... But, but like, the problem is, it's that it'd be it's horrendously expensive, so no one's going to pay for it. I think what was impressive back then as well, like a lot of these big, like the stained glass windows are like as big as a building. Yeah, they're and huge, like, you Andy. find out one human done it. And you're like, that's so fucking talented. It's just their life, that's their life's work. They just but built yeah, this glass window. That's it, lad. But it was a good holiday. He drank loads of wine, beer. Aperol spritz. 
Yeah, I forgot. That, that is a you drink. That's a nice drink. Um, tapas. My girlfriend hates tapas. What? Yeah, well, she's a weirdo. How can you hate tapas? Because she said it's like it, too bitty. But tapas is just small bits of nice food. Yeah. I, so I, you have lots of different bits of nice food. I embarrassed myself on the first night, like proper fat boy thing to do. I turned up and like, what they Spanish seem to do in like in Seville is they'll go to a tapas bar, have a drink and like maybe one or two tapas. It, and then they'll order more with more drinks in it. With more, then they'll order more half an hour later or they'll move to a new bar. It's a food culture thing, yeah, isn't so it? They'll, yeah, so they might go to four bars through the night and at every bar have a little bit of tapas. So it ends up being a nice meal in the end. But like, I know what you're going to say now. I had the first night I turned up, lad, <laughs> and went like, can I have this? this? I'd pick like eight things, lad, because I'm just thinking, yeah, get them all on the table. Because we just eat and then move we on. Have the, we have the food. Because eating is is like a thing that needs to be done for like in British culture, isn't it? whereas in, as you say, in Spain, it's, to it's a thing to be enjoyed with the, with the drink. So I ordered like eight things, and he went, no. And he went, no, 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 no. He went, y- you can't have all that. And I went, like, I'm thinking, I'm fucking paying for it, of course I can't. And he went, like, you won't, he went, it's too much to enjoy. You know, and he stopped, and he went, just have them four. But lad, I was so embarrassed. I was like, he's probably just thinking that fat prick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do, do, do they be, do you want to say what they will have been thinking? That British prick. Yeah, that fat that British must be, prick. That must be such a Uncultured it must be swine, a, Yeah, man. just, uh, that looks good. You've said it's small. Give me fucking loads of it. You will lad, I'm sitting in the restaurant and like every plate's got like is tight. They are small, lad. So I'm thinking mm. like I'm gonna need like eight of them at least to get full. And lad, I can't go drinking if I'm hungry. No, because I'll pass out. Lad. lad, get on this. So um, I went. Remember, I said I was in Gran Canaria. Yeah. So I was in Gran Canaria for like a summer school thing. I remember you going there. And before COVID, what they used to do in like the old, so we stayed in, so the thing was in Las Palmas in the north, so yeah. not like where Maspalomas is down, that's where like you At the resort. That's your resort yeah. bit, like the Puerto Rico. Yeah. So that's where like your tour, like the British tourists and that go. Well, the hotels with pools and stuff. Yeah, like. so in the north, it was, it's all like, it's like a Spanish city. Yeah. So it's, there's no, it, there's no, like you, there was no sports bar, for example. It was just what they were living with. Yeah, because yeah, when I first got there, the F1 was on that weekend and I was like, I right, remember you trying to watch it, lads. And I walked the length and breadth of you last, last, us uh, going, last like, I can't find it on I was anywhere. like, there's no sports bar. And then there was one sports bar that like, closed down a year ago. Anyway, so there was it's all Spanish, no English. Yeah, yeah. And then you're walking around. It was, and I mean, it was class because uh, it forced you to be, it forced you to just, to delve into the culture. To, to be yeah, immersed yeah. in it. Right, so I was there. And what they used to do before COVID, and I'm so upset they don't do it. So in the old town, through the old streets, there's loads of little tapas bars. And what they used to do every, I think they said it was every Thursday or one day in the week, they'd have a tapas crawl. So then every bar would offer one euro for a ta- piece of tapas and one euro for a, a small glass of wine or a drink. That's so good. Or a small beer. And then you'd have one and then move down to another place. And then another place, so each place you'd spend like two euro. And just get... And you just have tapas and drinks drinking. and just do a crawl through the old town on tapas and drink. Lad, well, I did a food tour. How good's that? Lad. Did, I did you? One. Yeah, so I've never done one before, lad. I, I, that's what I mean, I've never I done one. Do one, lad. If you go somewhere where the food's meant to be good yeah. and you don't know what to order. Mm. So they take it to like five bars and it's like a group of like 10 people. And yeah, you basically meet all these people through the night. Yeah, yeah. So there was like two Australians, two Americans, me and me. They're sick then because you just speak to people you never speak to in that. This one, Irish you? couple and this girl from London. And they just took us to bars and lads, I don't drink wine, but because the wine was getting recommended, like we went to this one place that they'd think of you, and it was like a specialised beer house in Seville, and they had loads of beers. We tried like three of them. Um 
and I did think I said to my girlfriend, I was like Ryan, I'd fucking love it here, he just sits here all night. But I was drinking wine, like I do recommending it, and lad, I got bladdered. As I don't drink wine, lad. And lad, I was drinking, lad. Lad, it's then, different wine, doesn't it? But lad, what when was embarrassing is these people at the table, they all proper connoisseurs of food and drink. And lad, I'm just sitting there, like, didn't have a clue. And like, this woman had sherry. She went, oh, I'll take the sherry, please. Yeah. And like, she was dead posh. And I was like, eh, go ahead, I'll have the sherry then, what, whatever that is. And then lad, it was like this dry, horrible I've never shit. had sherry, but lad, I've heard loads people say it's horrible. It was horrible. dry. And then like, but I, I, like, I couldn't say it was horrible. You got to so drink I drank it then. And I went like... And then, like, this one was like, ooh, that's a lovely sherry, wow. The tones are coming through it, and, lad, I just went... And I just had to shot it, like, because it was, like, all of it, I just went, yeah, yeah. Do you know what makes me laugh about wines? You know when you're in a restaurant? You know when you're... Have you ever ordered a bottle of wine in a restaurant? Don't say when they offer you, do you want to taste? Yeah. <laughs> so, for years, I thought they were just going... Do you like it? Or do you want a different one? It's the whole thing to taste if it's been corked or something, isn't it? You're supposed to taste if it tastes like off. I just thought, and then every time they come over for years, I'd be like, oh, it's a nice I'll have it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was with my mate once, lad, yeah. Fucking hell. And fucking, we were with, like, fucking... Oh, we were with our... We were, no, we were with, like, our beards. And... I won't name names. And when the guy come over with the wine, like, they go like that, don't they, like... Mm. And put the wine in front of you as if, like, is this, you know, is this the this one, one you ordered? ordered? And then they'll do what you say, and, like... Uh, and you're meant to test if it's, like, been corked or whatever. Yeah. Me mate grabbed it, lad, and that, like... And, like, the waiter went, like... And then, like, he was about two seconds with it. And then fighting over it. And he like, what are you doing, lads? And he went, <laughs> he went, I'm showing you the wine. And then, like, he was this Italian waiter. And I'm like, lads, what are you doing? And he went, oh, oh well, I just noticed. I went, like, he thought he was giving him the bottle, lad. And he, but, lad, he was this, like, awkward two seconds when they were both going. Like, just fighting yeah, over just like, the wine. And, like, looking into each other's eyes, the waiter's thinking, what the fuck's he doing? And, lads... Yeah, lads, I'm all snorted. that. All, I'm just snorted, lads. All that, lads. Like, do you want a taste of this, lads? I mean, go ahead, uh, but I have no idea what I'm tasting. Yeah, this could be the biggest shit. Like, this could taste like the worst nice, shit in the world. Lads, yeah. No, but I'll say it's nice because I don't know what cork to taste like. Yeah. So this could be this wine's just shit. Yeah. Or proper uncultured, lads. Yeah, oh, but lad, honestly, when I figured that out, I, I just had a flashback to every single time I'd ordered a bottle of wine and just gone. Oh, it's lovely that, even, yeah. I mean, you're a beer head, oh. but even when they go, like, do you want a taste of it before you have it? And I go, like, uh, yeah, and then I have a taste. Not once have I ever went, that shit. I don't Haven't want you? it. I just go, like, well, yeah, because I, I, I don't like, I'm not that into ale. I was, I remember this one bar, I was being a proper fucking diva, and I must have got through about five tasters. Oh, lad, I'd just say, go away, not I was lad. like, can I try this one here? I was like, nah, shit. That one there, that ended, like, I was like, that's the end of the barrel, two bits, I was like, I don't like it. I was tasting it, tasting it, and then in the end, I just fuck it. I, I can't live with people, lads, who complain. <laughs> I hate it. It's embarrassing. No, that's lads. not complaining. That's just no, that's getting what you pay for. But like people in restaurants, like they order something and they'll go like, uh, "Excuse me, I asked for medium rare. This is medium, <sighs> slightly rare." And it's like you know, the chef's missed out by a little inch there, and they send it. And I'm lads, like, I could literally order spaghetti bolognese and a piece of salmon and potatoes could come out. I'd eat the fucking Get on this for the story then. I wouldn't complain. I'd just go, I don't know what's happened here. Me and Ham were in Krakow a couple of years ago. We're in this place called Moo Moo Steak. Lad, it was... So me and Ham, we got these two massive bits of steak. Yeah. Like side of... So you had to order the side set. Yeah, yeah. So you ordered the steak by weight. It was one of them Ah, places, right? right. 
sides separately, load and then we had about two or three drinks in this place each and we got, oh, it's gonna be expensive. Yeah. Got the bill. So just this is just for like context. It was about forty quid. It's cheap there. And we, we must have had cool. like seven hundred and fifty grams like a Steffi, yeah. that's what we all like in New York strip as well. Expensive One of the best steaks yeah, we've yeah. ever had. But like forty quid for that that I was like, that's insane. Because we were on wine and beers yeah, yeah. and like and like getting bottles of water and that. Because it was like we were like, we'll go out. Yeah. And behind us there was this it was either an American or a Cockney. And the reason I can't remember is I just remember them just being obnoxious and they're the first two people that come to it. It was one of them two. <laughs> it was an American or a cock. Right. Man. And he complained like he just about paid about 500. So the reason I say about the 40 quid, the way he was going on, it trying to get this meal for free, grand, yeah. it was like this was his, this was like everything he's ever spent in his yeah. life. He was like, well, this was bad and this was bad and I deserve this for free and I want it all remade. And then oh, I was lads. like, Get out, what get out are you face, on? And then he was like, I'm not paying for this. And I was like, Who do you think they are? I was like, lad, at most you're paying 50 bones here. Yeah. Stop moaning. Stop moaning. And yeah. even if it is slightly overcooked, yeah, this nice. steak's class. Yeah. And, and the staff were lovely as well in their type thing. I can't do it, lad. I oh, can't man. complain, lad. You could literally bring a dog tears on a plate, lad, and I'd have a go at it. Just give, give it a bit. Through embarrassment, Yeah, lads. and you hand it back after. I was full. I'd just say, yeah, I'd just go, <laughs> you know what? Not a bad dog tear, but not for me. And mm. I just give it back. I go a bit white on top. Yeah, it's molding. Like I wouldn't even say that. I just go lovely. But yeah, full lad. Just grand before I come. Like I cut people who moan lads. It does stress me out. To be fair, I'm creating a list and it's called things Sam hates, and that's the first one on it. People who moan in restaurants, man. Fuck off. That's the first thing on the list. I do that every yeah. week. You can ask me that every week. Uh, to be fair though, on the flip side of it, as I say, I used to work in Nando's like four and a half years. Sorry, we have been rambling here for absolutely ages, but we'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to it eventually. It's just a longer pod. Yeah. Um. Well, I used to work in Nando's. If there was genuinely something up with people's meals, I would rather have them. Complain. So, there was two types of people. There was people who'd complain yeah. mid food. Right, and then I can fix it, and then you have a good experience. So say if you go over the eat it, oh, this lad, is a... you're working at Nando's, not Gordon lad, Savoy. Try telling the people who fucking show up. <laughs> Honestly, people show up expecting like five star diner service. Lad, you can't moan at Nando's, lad. lad. It costs you twelve quid for so, that chicken and chips. Doesn't anymore, lad. How much is it now? I pro- I'd say average meal then. I was about twenty bones. Used to be, you could, I used to go with like thirteen quid, lad, and get all sorts. Lad, it's so expensive now. Yeah. Anyway. So you'd go and people would complain that the chicken was shit or the sides were cold or something. Yeah. But I'd rather that because I can go fix it, right? Yeah, I can yeah. give you good food, then you're going to leave a good review, which means my manager's not going to shout at me. Yeah. And But then you'd get the dickheads who'd eat it. And then moan. And then you'd pick the plates up and go, that chicken was very dry. And I remember this one day I'd had a particularly bad fucking shift. Like it was dead busy, people were kicking off at the time. And, she was, and this one was like, my sides were cold and my chicken's dry. And I went, what the fuck do you want me to do with it now? I'd, honestly, I just lost my head. I was like, you've left me chicken wing bones yeah, and it. one chip. Yeah, you've What it. do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with this information? I know what you mean, but in Nando's, lads, you just don't moan. It's Nando's. Just eat your dinner and get off in yeah. it. You know what I mean? So what we actually, so before we actually get on to what we're talking about today, um, I just want to kind of go as, as like a footnote to last week's episode, okay, episode okay. number seven, what, what, about uh, electric cars. So what this is, is basically, um, you know when you have an argument 
and you get absolutely fucking terrorised. Yeah. And then you walk off and you think of the best result, but like two days later. The best comeback. Yeah, yeah. this is this. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, in hypothetically, he's been ripped on the schoolyard and as he's walked away, he thought of the best thing. I thought of the best thing to say. But as to just walk away, they're everyone laughing at So him. I thought of a couple of points when we were talking about electric cars, which like... Okay, okay. Like as comebacks, yeah. not comebacks, like, but as thoughts, what we were talking about. So Continuation the, of yeah, the thoughts. So the first one was, was this point, which we never discussed, but I think is is a key one, is that when we were saying that cars, that if you buy a brand new car now, electric versus petrol, the over the 15 years of the life cycle of the car, it produces less electricity, yeah. uh, less emissions, sorry. But what that doesn't take into, a f- into effect is like the rampant consumerism that yeah. we face in the West. So how many people do you know who buy a brand new car and then 15 years later... I've still got it. I've still got... So we're, So my point there is, the people who buy these new cars, we're going to have to keep up production and ramp up production. Because people want to new To keep building new yeah. new cars at, like, at the same rate. And as we know, building electric cars is terrible for the environment. Yeah. So then there's that problem. I wanted to just put that out. Well, that's a I good point. Well, that, it, like, there is a big market for people who want brand new cars and, every two or and three and it doesn't really years, care what the case, it's just a new car you don't want to drive a six it's got to, it's car. got to have the best plate it's got to have the a 72 plate. on it or... and then there's people who they might buy brand new but they never buy older than like a year they just buy a, a nearly new car to maybe chop a bit of money off got, like, got less than 10k miles on it a six-year-old car and help yeah. the environment you know what i mean they will buy a, yeah it's got yeah. to be a 2020 or above saying yeah, it was yeah. this year you know what I mean that's so, a good point so, right. so there was that which so I was like that no I don't think we've considered that in the west like it. consumerism it's all like, iPhone uh, uh, you've got to have the new iPhone and then it's as you so say in the culture so the people the people who buy new are the people who are going to ditch the cars after three four years so they're not going to be the people picking up the bill for the battery replacements as well yeah they it's get... going to be the people later on down the line who buy 10 year old cars the people who are going to get stung with the battery battery replacement bill are people who can't, who afford, can't afford the battery, battery because they bought bill. the car because it's cheap because it's like, ten I, years old. I bought my car for I think it was two and a half yeah. grand. If I bought that car knowing there was a six grand bill coming up, I wouldn't have bought it. No, there's that type of thing. That was one of the issues we said. So, so that New was battery price has got to come down for, yeah. for it to be plausible. So, the, so there was that point. I think that was a key point that we missed that I wanted to bring up as a footnote. Yeah, and the second point was kind of like how just the, the debate in, about electric cars in general is about how you, the individual, can bring your like global emissions down. Yeah. But we're not... like People aren't the big issue. We're a stone in the ocean. So yeah, so I had a look, right, and so it turned like about personal cars. Yeah. And it turns out that there was a pe- the people at a place called Our World in Data. So they looked in in 2016, road traffic accounted for about 11.9% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. And then I looked at the International Energy Agency and they say on average, the percentage, so since 1990 to 2022, I think it was, Yeah. the amount every year the emissions produced by cars has increased. It's increased by 1.7%. So that's likely to continue. So say if that increased and nothing else did, right, we'll work at a bad... Like, so when you do the maths on that, it works out between 125 and 13% yeah. of global emissions produced by cars, assuming everything else stays in, in the same ratio. Yeah. 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 
it's not a lot that is it no and we 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 did try to touch on this the other day like you know in the grand scheme of things the big push to get electric cars out there will it actually make any difference if cruise ships and planes and agriculture and you know all different methods of destroying the planet still continues but I think we made the point in the other week as well, like being better is better than doing nothing. I agree. I mean? It's just, for me, there seems to be this very big thing about pushing these electric cars, which is going to impact people financially in a way that which I don't think is... There's a silver bullet silver bullet narrative, isn't there? As if it's yeah. the solution. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to affect people financially in a big way when your second-hand car comes with this six grand looming price bill tag, on it. Yeah. Not even price tag looming additional bill well if that still exists when all these um new laws come in around 2030 it just won't people won't buy electric cars they'll just keep buying second hand second hand or they'll just get the bus like people won't get a car if you know they've got to spend six grand because they don't have six to be fair but then the problem is the how many people can touch six grand but the transport networks are terrible so you might not even have the option no i know but it's going to put a lot of people i don't know i don't know many people Oh, Around my I. age, you can put the hand to the side and go six k. Yeah, on six k. There's, there's not many people I know. Maybe it, maybe you know older folk who've I'm been in the way. I'm not one of them. No, I'm not one of them. I know older folk who are in the fifties, sixties who have worked all their life and can touch it. But thirties, twenty. I don't know many people who can touch six grand. No, neither can I. So, but yeah, so they they were just a couple of points that I wanted to kind of bring that up as a footnote to. No, good point. Last like episode, them. last episode, because I thought they were quite decent. Yeah, uh, discussion sure, points man, that I wanted sure. to bring up. But on to today's episode, and it's kind of a sidestep from electric cars. Yeah, and it's to do with self-driving cars. So they've been in the news a bit recently, and I think the sort of a Venn diagram where the overlap. Yeah, there's an over, there's a lot of overlapping and a lot of not overlapping. So we thought this would be a nice kind of second episode, and and then another one that we can kind of put under the category of the big think. Do you remember we labelled yeah, that big in the last think, one? Hashtag number two, man, for yeah, sure. Yeah, big, big think number two. So it's about self-driving cars. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to discuss self-driving cars, what they are, where we're at with them, some of the benefits, drawbacks, and then also some of these other big kind of, not benefits and drawbacks, but like the kind of philosophical, ethical kind of conversations around self-driving it, yeah. cars. So before we get going, I think a good standard for us is what we uh, so when we when me and you today say self-driving cars what are we referring to because we'll get onto it in a second but there are different levels of self-automation in vehicles so what what we've got written down what we said is so for when we say self-driving car today we mean a car or a vehicle that is can get from that you can sit in goes from a to b on its own but it's on a road or a place that has not been adapted or refined or modified in any way for that user to make that car able to to go. So what we mean by that, we'll get into a bit later as well, is that a lot of the self-driving stuff out the minute only work on motorways that have been pre-mapped out. On like pre-mapped sort of Pre-mapped sort of roads that it knows what it's on about. So what we mean is a car that you get in, you have no responsibility, the liability for the car is the cars and the car manufacturers. So anything goes wrong, it goes from A to B just by using From sensors. outside your house and use the public road to be yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's a car what, that you could get in out your front door and go you somewhere could get without in, touching it. And you could get in bladdered. You could get yeah. in watching a film, doing yeah. your emails, doing work. You you are just a passenger 
to the machine. We're not talking about enclosed controls, roads, just for yeah. a, a, a self-driving vehicle. Yeah, we're talking about every day. What, so, what people would think of yeah. if they thought of So the it, reason yeah. we wanted to give that definition is the Society of Automotive Engineers, they've got six levels of automation. Yeah. Everyone knows the five, but it's like we started at episode zero. There's technically six, but level zero is exactly what you think level zero is. Is not. <laughs> My car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My own iron Astra. It's like a 99 place. Yeah, so it's you, you are the driver and you've got no assists. Okay, so you're the six levels to self-driving vehicles. Yes, yeah, so that self-driving like vehicles and their features can be classified into. Okay, and so, okay, so level north is... Old banger. Old banger. Yeah. <laughs> so level one is like driver assistance. So a car that has like a single piece of a driver aid. So maybe like cruise control. It and it is one, that. isn't it? When we yeah, look at the definitions, one. it's one single piece of... Or, well, as defined by the Automotive Engineers Society of. Okay, so level north, banger. 2001 Vauxhall Corsa. Level one is maybe a 2015 Fiesta with cruise control. Then you've got part of automation. That wasn't English. Partial automation. <laughs> Partial automation. Okay, what's that? So this is a vehicle can perform steering and acceleration. The human still monitors tasks and can take control at any time. So that's then like that's, maybe a modern day Mercedes or that like, has lane even, assist and But even like going back control. to like 2015 Audis, it, yeah. it had this tech along Multiple time. functions that, because yeah. like I've been in cars now, barely that like go out the, go out the lane, it'll pull you back in. If you're getting too close to something, it'll hit the brakes a little yeah, bit for yeah. yeah. It's got a few technologies. So this is this is one. So zero to two. Yeah. This. So even though it's the levels of self-driving cars yeah. or, and self-automation, but zero, zero, one and two, the levels aren't classed as self-driving cars. It's classed as driver assists. Driver assistance. Yeah. So that's driver basically assist. they'll say, look, if you if you're at a level two, your car's not self-driving. And for all the marketing and for all the bollocks you see on the telly, you see from big business, every single car on the road at the minute that you can legally drive, apart from what now, like two cars made by the same manufacturer, Mercedes, is level two. So Tesla's a level two, Ford, Audi. All the rest of it are level two. So Audi actually have a level three, but it's not been it's not past regulations. It's so not publicly available. So yeah. technically they don't because it's not past laws and stuff. So anything you can buy on the market today is a level two car at most. Yeah, unless you live in Germany, then you can get like a fucking top end Merc, and then that's level three. Oh, okay. So what's level three? So level three is conditional automation. So it's environmental detection capabilities. The vehicle can perform most driving tasks but human override is still required. So you can do other tasks. So um, the one in Germany, Mercedes, yeah. they've lowered it for small sections in the motorway. You can do a lot of things, but you're not allowed on your phone. So you can, <laughs> so you can, so you you can read the book? No. So you can use the car's infotainment system. Okay. So you know that tablet. Yeah, you yeah. can do that to respond to emails, watch a film or whatever, but you can't use your phone. So what, what is the, the difference is? I don't, I don't so is there a big know. list when you get that? And is it you're saying the level three car that Merck are making at the moment that you can get in Germany is only used on certain roads as well? It can only be used on. It. it can only be used on certain motorways up to a certain speed. And there's a list of do's and don'ts of what you can and can't do in the car. Yes. So like, don't go on your phone. Don't read the book. So it's not self-driving cars. Don't. This is my whole point. <laughs> yeah. So you still need the yeah. human to sort of be aware in case. So 
So we'll skip if it ahead. comes off that road, so for example, it needs to say control again. I'll skip ahead a bit and then we'll go back. Okay, so, go on, explain the level. So this is kind of like the future development of self-driving cars. So Mercedes is the first manufacturer at the minute to have this level three self-driving car. Yeah. They're the first one to have it approved and meet the legal requirement for a car to be level three. Okay. So what that means as well is that the company at some point has to accept blame for the crash. Yeah. Right? However, there are parameters. So... If it was a fault of the technology failing the crash, the Mercedes will be fully liable. Yeah. If the duty of care was not met by the users, so they were not, not again, if they were being on stupid. On the phone. Yeah, if they were on the phone, they not, not, those rules, not showing yeah. a true duty of care, then Mercedes take no blame at all. But then that really begs the question. How do you prove? Not even that. That's not, I don't see how that can be classed as self-driving. That is... Because you're still going to put the blame so, on the So as I say, going back to our original definition, this is still the driver. The How can the driver still be blamed if it's a self-driving you blame, car? Anyway. As soon as you blame the human, you're insinuating that the human was controlling So even something. it's a self-driving car? Yeah. How can it be self-driving if the human is still at fault for the fault of the car? No, you're right, lad, yeah. So, so that, that's where we're at with, with level three level cars. Level three, okay. Level four is higher automation. That's the type of stuff where it just kind of drives on its own. So you've got the vehicle performs all driving tasks under specific circumstances. Geofencing is required and human override is still possible. So what geofencing means is like, so for example, a lot of the tests with level four cars at the minute are like um, Alphabet, so Google's parent company. Hmm. They're testing a thing called Waymo. Why are they all wanky names? (laughs) Waymo. (laughs) So you've got, so I'm just going to go through the names. You've got, Navia, Waymo, and Magna. No, Max 4. Belter, I'm better off having off, known that now. Anyway, so, yeah, so, th- so for example, Alphabet's Waymo is a level 4 self-driving taxi, but it's limited to certain areas in Arizona. So it doesn't meet our definition. No. It's limited so in. it's without a safety driver in the seat. So this is there, but there's potential for humour. I don't get that one. But this one is, but it can't be because... It doesn't meet the definition, yeah, as you said, because it's in a specific location. So this one doesn't... Re- so level four doesn't require a human. No, but a human can if it needs to. It has the option. So like you could ha- so you could modify your car, for example, to be a level four. So, you know, if someone put all the cameras yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. on it. So it'd still have the, the option for the human input. Okay, so there's a wheel. And- yeah, yeah, but it's most it's basically driven by a computer. Okay. But the reason we're not... like For our definition, it's not self-driving is because it's in a geo-fenced location, so if you, it can only do it in the small suburbs around it's Arizona. Self, so I was, yeah. I mean, it is self-driving, but, but it's not a fully it's not, self-driving it's not car. Pra- it's not because practical, Because then if you want to go past the, the geo-fence, you've got to get out of the self-driving car and get, get on a, a bus. Car, yeah, <laughs> and drive yourself. Yeah. And then the last one is full automation. That's where you'll get in a car, it doesn't even have a steering wheel, it doesn't have accelerator pedals or brake pedals. It's like a little pod, and you're driving, it goes. That is true self-driving. So when we when our definition refers to level five, don't it? They essentially, yeah. Because we're not talking about. I mean, we are going to talk about all the levels, but if when we say self-driving, we mean a car that is described in level five. It does everything, not on a particular on a road. Yeah. It can be done because... on any road, any street, and we'll get you from A to B, and you can just sit in the back and scratch your ass, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. I think for me one of the big things about self-driving cars is not even the technology because the technology is brilliant which we'll go into in a sec but it's the it's where the blame lies yeah that's always the interesting debate yeah. for so for me you can't have a self-driving car where the, where the 
the the user in the car person in the car can be blamed for the crash like that yeah. way it's not self-driving yeah anyway we'll get into that again a bit later so first like the technology so how do these self-driving cars work so they use lots of different technologies so you've got like lidar and radar so i think we're all familiar with lidar yeah at radar lidar is the same as radar is it lidar the one that gets used in like the amazon and that to look down yeah so i think they use a lidar if there's like um, overgrown woodlands and they yeah, think it, that the structures underneath the, the ground it uses or, um smaller wavelengths of light but yeah. if it's underground you won't be able to use lidar not not underground but like under shrubbery oh you yeah so, I mean? so, so, the, like, so it's lidar is just radar but it uses light instead of radio waves yeah that's the difference so you, you basically do use a combination of this type of stuff and then that's used to detect where objects are and that yeah. type of thing you have sensors and cameras all around the car to be able to essentially allow the car see, to see yeah, and see aids. what's around it and stuff and then all of this information is brought together using mounds and mounds and mounds of artificial intelligence to yeah. basically make it think about what's going on so the data is taken from the lidar the radar the cameras given to the ai which can then make decisions which or can make, make decisions on i'm coming up to an intersection intersection I'm going to a junction. Oh, yeah, I've just said indicate, but do you, if every car was self-driving, does that have to indicate? But if it's not, it would have to indicate. If it was mixed, it would, but if yeah. it wasn't, no, there's no indicated. Oh, this is the conundrum you're getting into. So, yeah, so you come up to junctions or you're driving around, you see people at the side of the road, you need to classify whether they're a risk if they're not a risk. That's you, what the AI is doing. Yeah, so, yeah. The, so the AI is trying to do all these things. It's classifying these things up front. Is that a bike? Is it a car? Is it a fa- like a post? So he's trying to classify all these objects. No, it's Postman Pat. <laughs> and it's black and white. <laughs> so that's what the AI is trying. So it's taking all these bits of information in. Yeah. Trying to, um, I didn't really look too much into the actual individual individual bits of technology. Kind of went for a highlight one because that is absolutely what is that? What? Like I actually thought there was a ghost or something. Right there, right there, right there. It's the, it must be the wind coming through a crack or something. I thought it was seagulls. If, for those who can't hear, that may not have been picked up. It, that sounded like the start of a horror to film. To be fair, I come in here before and I had there like seagulls messing about. Like. Yeah, just be, it's wind. If it's, anyway, back on topic. That was absolutely petrifying. <laughs> so, one, I don't really know a lot about LiDAR radar sensors. And, sensors? Sensor. <laughs> I don't say sensors and cameras at the same time. <laughs> sensors and cameras and like how they work and the technology yeah, yeah. behind them and two. I think if we spent the next hour talking about that technology, it'd be quite boring. Yeah. Same. And the AI, well, these companies aren't letting a lot go on what AI Yeah, no one really knows because exactly. it's a competitive field, isn't it? So then the next question, naturally, is where are we up to with self-driving In cars? 2023. Level two, basically. I think we give the game away before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're rushing ahead. <laughs> so I think, uh, so yes, yeah, so, so basically everything we have is is level two. Yeah. Um. Tesla, even though they go on about it being autopilot, is is just fancy driver assists. Okay. Um, they had to recall loads of cars the other week. Tesla did. Yeah. What for? Because <laughs> it was shit and it was killing people. It was killing people. <laughs> it, it had a fault so people could game it, so you could go over the mo- you could go over the speed limit and use like all the self driving stuff. Yeah. Have you seen all the stuff of like people killing people in like autopilot, mm. and then people got falling asleep on the passenger seat? Like, I just think people would. Were- Going to keep it in yeah, the Tesla. People take the piss. But you just they were all level two. Yeah. So you wouldn't. Yeah, because th- this was another whole thing. Is like, pe- like mar- the marketing Tesla do is that good? They've said it's autopilot. 
so and people it, are literally sitting people in the party seat and just going yeah people just go I don't need to be in the driving seat now it's autopilot lad fucking wouldn't trust that lad fuck that crazy innit but then this is kind of the problem we're getting into at the minute I suppose this is like an ethical question well you know what well, let's discuss it now let's get into the ethics but I was going to just, say... no, I've just this, we'll talk okay. this question because then we'll do a full sex on ethics later Okay. so this question which is like a discussion question now is should false advertising of your self-driving capabilities be clamped down on? But, like, I don't... It, okay, so this is a difficult one. Is it false advertising or is it idiots who can't read adverts but and you're... take information and go, it says here, autopilot. It also says next to it when with a person in the seat or... But they just go, ooh, autopilot. But the thing is, like, though, it won't say that, though. So when you buy stuff, it'll be autopilot. We've got lane assist. We've got this. We've got that. The car stops. The car goes. The car drives. Yeah. That's They won't put all, all the other stuff about the technicalities or be in little text at the bottom. Well, I thought false advertising should is just... No matter the product shouldn't be... Isn't... I know, but the fact Tesla's allowed to call it autopilot... So autopilot it, should be reserved so, for actual yeah. self-driving So, so for example, if, if you fly... A, should be assisted pilot, maybe. If you drive... A, if, if you drive... Co-pilot? A, that's what I was about to say. If you drive a Boeing 747... <laughs> <laughs> you get up in the morning, <laughs> get the key. Just a yes. uh, clear for takeoff. <laughs> so I love them off to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, be, I'll be in town. <laughs> what time will you be there? Well, it's five to one now. I'll be there at like uh, three minutes to one. <laughs> Trying where you landing because just use Dale Street Dale Street boom took all the fucking <laughs> took all the buildings out no, so, say, like, so say if you're in a plane like a commercial line yeah, yeah. you turn autopilot on that bitch will take off flies where it needs to go and fucking land you don't even need a pilot that does is it land itself does it a plane a plane lands itself a plane can land itself but humans still do it oh oh you okay you right yeah yeah, yeah. no worries just cut it there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, a plane will, um, can can take off, fly, land. Yeah. And that, uh, it can do all the... So, for example, you know when you see all those people, and they're like, oh, yeah, um, I, I could land a plane, me. If the pilots died, I could land a plane, me. It could land itself, right, really. So, you see, if you got in the cockpit yeah. and you put your headset on, you'd be like, SOS, SOS, blah, blah, blah. They'd just go, yeah, turn these dials. Yeah, and a plane would land itself. That's what people's opinions of autopilot is. It's, it works. So you call your self-driving car autopilot. It's, yeah, people will think it, it's fucking autopilot. But it's not. Maybe it should be called co-pilot. You know what I mean? Something but then like it's, that. It's, where it's, it's just like a, an assistant who will yeah. help you get to A to B. But I'd, I cannot believe there's people who are fucking stupid enough to be sitting in the passenger seat of a Tesla lad. It's mad, isn't it? It is drive, it's fucking bananas. I, I, I don't actually believe that. I'm not, I don't think you're a liar. But like it's, that, I, I literally just don't believe that it? people are doing it's that. It's actually lads. unbelievable. Like I've seen a Tesla advert at not one point did I think that's safe enough for me to sit in the back seat. Yeah, that's safe for me to just turn the car on and just hop hop over and yeah, just. I think it's like on. I don't think the company then should be calling it autopilot, but I also think it's a bit on the foot of the population just being idiots, lads, and sitting in the back seat, yeah. lad. Like for me it needs to be obvious like there needs to be a big thing on that on that on do not fucking th- this yeah. car will not drive itself yeah yeah it will help you drive that's it yeah you know it's a mean? driver assist yeah anyway yeah. so I thought that's an interesting 
yeah. kind of combo there. No, I agree. The company should take more responsibility, take more responsibility because people won't take responsibility. Because there's a difference between marketing and trying to get your product out there and actually confusing people to the point where they think, oh, well, my car drives itself. Yeah, yeah. Because the amount of people I speak, I speak to people all the time, like, oh, yeah, this car's self driving. I'm like, what? The Tesla? And I'm yeah. Like, what? Yeah, it says it's got autopilot. Loads of people say it. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same thing. So, yeah, the, it should not be called autopilot yeah. at all. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a level two system. So, there was a big news story in the UK. So, this is kind of the furthest from a UK point we've got with it. Is um, the UK uh, have approved a new service in ah, Ford's yeah. EMAC Mustang yeah. called Blue Cruise for use on pre mapped sections of UK motorway? And the reason this is massive is it's still a level two system, but it's the first time ever there's been legislation passed to allow a user to not have the hands on the wheel of a car. So people who have the Mustang e-tron, is it? Uh, E-Mac. There's the same roads in the UK where it's legislation's been passed where they can legally let go of the wheel in their mm-hmm. car and police can't bollock them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You can, you, but it's, it's, it's kind of a hands-off, eyes-on system which I don't really get this whole point because then it defeats the females to just have your hands on the wheel. So you can take your hands off and relax, but you, it monitors your eyes. Okay. So if you're not paying enough attention ah, to the road... scream at you or it gives No, it, it gives control of the car back. And then if you don't take control of the car when it says to, it puts its hazards on and pulls over. That's fucking good, like. But it's mental because then what's the point of not having the system anyway? Well, the first thing I start thinking about when like legislation like this is coming in is... Obviously, the technology isn't there, or the trust in the cars isn't there yet for everyone to be self-driving. So there's going to be this weird 10 or 20 year period where like some people are in fully controlled cars, some people are in these like co-piloted cars, some people are in these like level, or we'll go by levels, some people are in level north, zero, some people are driving level ones and twos, some people are driving threes and fours, and then you've got people in level five cars. So obviously it's not fully safe to roll because it'd be, be perfect if everyone was self-driving, but you've still got people who are half assisted and people who aren't getting assisted. So like, is that a recipe for disaster on the roads? You know, Possibly. where people are... And then you've, but then you've got this system, which is, it allows you to take your hands and your feet off the pedals and that. But you still can't relax and chill out and do what so you bits. might as well drive. Yeah. yeah. So you may as well drive because it's, it's you've still got to be there ready to take over the car yeah like if you're not yeah if someone said to me you can you, you don't have to drive straight away you're thinking well i'll do something else but like oh no you've still got to look and act like you're driving hey. but just not touch it and do you want the kicker go on so this will be available on the new versions coming out this year yeah so the car itself is approximately 51 grand for yeah. this emac right and blue cruise is a monthly subscription to service to get not the... even taking the piss yeah so your car will come with the capability every single emac will come with the capability of blues crew to to, to drive itself but what like but they will turn it off if you don't pay them for subscription yeah that's weird i wonder why they're doing just so, so, do you if you I... can already afford the 51 grand no, car, do you what they're why doing? not just bang on another grand and let them have it because what they're doing is they want to continue they want to have a monthly revenue on this on their fleet. So so what so what the car companies are trying to do now, it's like um Tesla and BMW. 
do they do it? Yeah. So what they do now is they build the cars with like seat heaters in, and then charge you a monthly. So every car comes with the seat what, heater. What to turn your seat heater off if you don't fucking? Pay? Yeah, they won't let you turn it on. Fuck off, lad. Genuine. Well, my so focus has got seat heaters, lads, and I couldn't imagine someone turning them off on me. So then basically, me tenner. So then basically, you can't own your car anymore. Because well, you a own part your... of it's owned by them still, yeah. Exactly. The technology's owned and by then them. And then the problem is, people go, oh, well, why don't you just hack it? Right. If oh, I... Who do you mean, why don't you no, just like, You know, like, it? when you jailbreak your phone, why don't you just jailbreak your car? All right, yeah, sound. So I've got a car that can drive itself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fuck with that system. Yeah, and fucking... Just so I can have fucking heated seats. Yeah, it's a weird... I mean, obviously, I see the business element. They're thinking a £90 subscription that every month from 25,000 Mustang users, you know, every, uh, who buy a car this year. I don't know how many people buy a fucking Mustang, but that, if you've got the money for a Mustang, me, I'll buy something. <laughs> to me, that is fucking embarrassing. How yeah. can you have a subscription for a car? Well, it's opening the door to to monetize every element of the car in the future. Imagine that. You can't put your windows down. <laughs> <laughs> unless you well lads that's what it's like it's the same principle because like, I don't I don't think that'll last long lads I think if if it's if, if people make that much of a fuss of it other car companies will be like yeah let's not do a full imagine, imagine this because... right the, the new selling point of our brand new electric car is that it can drive itself and we're going to charge a premium because it can drive itself but if you don't pay extra you're not getting the service which has actually made the car a premium product and to that be is fair, crazy. I, I think the fact that it's got that technology is going to pull a lot of people to one and Mustang, especially like mm. tech heads who love cars. But if you said you had to pay an extra ninety pound a month for it, I think I'd go. So without the subscription, it drives like a normal car. Yeah, I just go and get a Porsche. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's a nicer looking car. I'm here for the technology, and you want yeah. to charge me more. I'll just get a Porsche. I'll just get off. You know what I mean? Anyway. I'll just get a fucking Ranger. You know what and I mean? And as you say, so, so, and also, if the if the car crashes, it's still your fault. It's not Ford's fault. So you, you see, Even on them roads? Yeah. Okay. So does that work? Because <laughs> your eyes weren't looking. Because you're not touching it. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. So, not only are you paying 51 grand for this car, you've got to pay a monthly subscription to use the service. And then it's a self-driving feature, self-assist feature, because it's still level two. That means you don't have to have your feet and your hands on the wheel, but you still have to be looking at the road. And then even though you've not got your hands and your feet on the pedals and the wheel and it crashes, it's still your fault and you've paid a monthly subscription for the privilege. So basically, <laughs> you, it's a rip-off of a car. It's a fucking shite car because it's a Ford Mustang. It's, it's, it's oh, a, no, I love Ford Mustangs, but no, the, the E version is modern, a Modern Mustangs are ripped, aren't they, a bit? Like old Mustangs are loved. Yeah. Modern Mustangs are like people don't bit like, clowny, aren't bit they? clowny. So you've done that. You, as you said, you're paying every month and getting your pants pulled down. And then when you finally, when your car kills a granny, and you're sitting in the car, you get to go to jail. <laughs> as well. Isn't that the maddest fucking thing you've ever heard? So you've been bumped with a shit car. I could... You're paying for the technology on it, and you end up in Nick for your car mowing a granny. I genuinely couldn't believe it when I was reading the article. I was that going, it was like just getting worse as I went through it. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, lad. So yeah, um, so we've kind of covered the future of the of the self-driving cars. So the immediate future. We've got the level three driving car from Merck, and we've got the tests of level four cars going up. So obviously, more and more development. The go main in. trend is they're all on these parameterized roads. Yeah, aren't they? and yeah. I think once they, uh, yeah, so that 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 I think that's the immediate future. Is we're going to see a lot more self-driving cars 
with these boundaries. So like the M1's a self-driving motorway. Yeah, type yeah. thing. The M6 for this hundred miles self-driving. Yeah. So um, once you get past Carlisle, I'll get your hands on the fucking so, so, wheel. So I think. <laughs> like the sign coming up. Shit. <laughs> I Trying to get back in the driver's seat. <laughs> You're upside down, you're going past Carlisle. You're in the back, and you're like, where are we? Shit, we're in Glasgow. Just heading towards the fucking sea. Shit. Well, that's what it's going to be like, though. Well, yeah, so I think I think that's going to be the same in a bit. Sorry, you go and kiffing yourself out from car at like Birmingham, like you're on your way to Edinburgh. Carlisle's the cut-off point for self-driving. You go, okay, if you wake up, your car's just in the fucking lay-by. It's like, ah, fuck. It's all pulled itself. It's just pulled itself <laughs> over. in the end, you're like, just, the fuck? There'll just be a queue of cars that have self-pulled over. <laughs> so you didn't get anywhere quicker. You're going to keep in them, lads. That's so, what it'll be, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think, I think that's, the, that's the nearest future. Like, So we don't want to speculate on when proper self-driving cars are coming in because that's a... Uh, that's a big thing to speculate on, and it, it's hard to. Twenty forty. No. <laughs> so, a discussion question then is: okay. so we've covered like kind of the facts of what self-driving cars figures, are doing, yeah. what the immediate future is going to be. So, a discussion question I wanted to ask is: so, what do you think? Because I have my own opinion on okay, this. Go on, ask me. What do you think will be the biggest limitation to the implementation, development, adoption of? Like our definition of self, it's a level five self-driving cars. Which I think is going to be the biggest challenge. The human, the human psyche. Yeah, so that's that's what I say as well. Like, to be fair. My the the thing which will stop people using self-driving cars is the human psyche. Like people won't trust them. Yeah. Um, especially people who have no understanding of how they work, of how they work, or even no trust in AI or machine learning, or like people have lived lives as loads of great things they've got nothing to do with technology or science and I think a certain group of people will trust them mm. um, probably people me, like me and you probably trust them a lot more than maybe someone who's worked as, as a chef for 20 years like they just don't come in contact with these things yeah. and yeah I think the human psyche is the biggest barrier to entry for a lot of people is they just don't want to get in a car where they are not in control and I think it's one of the big things where we were talking about this the other day People, so flying on a plane is more, it's more safe than driving a car. We know that there's more, well, not more safe. Well, depends what you mean by safe, but your chances of having a bad collision on a plane are much lower than your chances of having a bad collision on a car. Um, and if you were to say to someone, you know, what would you rather do? Go on a, a thousand planes for the next thousand days or go on a thousand car journeys? Mo- loads of people will pick the car. And the All reason they, why they pick the car is because they're driving drive it. it. As soon as you tell them, even though it's a pilot, it's not automated, though, as we explained before, parts of flying are automated, most of it. But there's another, someone else in the plane and they're driving it because you think you're not in control. Mm. People don't like the feeling of not being in control of their own lives, lads. And, and as soon as you tell them there's a robot driving your car, that, that's what will be the barrier. kind of another... It's anecdotal evidence from my side, but like... So I've I have the same opinion on this. Um, I have another kind of another one off to the side, but I think this is the biggest one. And I've I've asked loads of people this question, and it's been there's been one unanimous answer. So the question I pose to people is: So say if driving a regular car, 
your death rate's one in one thousand. Yeah. Just you're just plucking a number. Yeah. Pl- plucking yeah. numbers out. Say say it's one in one thousand. Okay. So every thousand journeys you have, you have you have a risk one of in death. Yeah. Yeah. But a self-driving car is like one in fifteen thousand. Okay. So it's like ten or between one in ten, one in fifteen thousand. So it's ten to fifteen percent safer to drive. Right. So my question is, so you know that it's ten to fifteen times more safe more safer 10 to 15 times safer to drive an electric car well being in a self-driving car sorry what situation would you rather be in would you rather die at the hands of a car where you felt you could alter the situation or die in a self-driving car where it was a software bug or something weird happened yeah and everyone I've asked that question to I said they'd rather be at the wheel yeah and I've asked that to quite a few people now because like I believe this was, I'll ask it, I'll ask, I ask most people and it's always, unless, I tell you, well, not everyone actually, the people who've said the other way, the self-driving car are people who are exposed to machine learning, to like, machine learning, AI and, and this space as well. I think, lad, that's a great scenario. If you said, listen, this is a test road and there's obstacles up the top and you're looking at it thinking, fucking hell, you know what I mean? They look hard to manoeuvre the car through. As you drive, shit's going to be coming at you. Now, the stats we give you, this car is more likely to get through the obstacle. Do you want to get in this car and do it? Or do you want to get in your car and do it? You've got to do one. To, or, you you know. Yeah. Most people will go, uh, I'll just I'll drive myself. myself through it. And then the first obstacle, just go fuck off and die. Yeah. Like, I think, even though, I think I'll get in the, my own, nah, I'd he, take me chance. I'd take me chance, lad. But in the self-driving, I'd be like, yeah, obviously. But I think what when it'll be adopted, lad, I think it'll be when there's evidence there that the safe outside of testing. So we obviously machine learners, artificial intelligence experts who are working on this, this science, they know it's safe. They've done the test. You know what I mean? If it ever gets to market, or when it does get to market, um, but I think what will make the human psyche of the population, the psyche of population go oh yeah that, that we want to all drive self-driving cars it will be when the first sort of like city implements it it's yeah. always a city in scandinavia like you know stockholm's got It'll a thousand be. self-driving taxis yeah. and there's not been one crash into it then you'll have idiots in like fucking you know anywhere oh let's look at self-driving cars now you know what i mean but it'll take that type of obvious evidence like look how safe this is but coming out to like the the factory people will be like no and do you want to say what another big challenge that I, it came to me the other day when I was thinking about it. A bit different to what I thought about before, is that this whole self-driving narrative it seems very Western. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> like a Western civilization problem. Yeah. There's absolutely no way on this planet you're gonna get self-driving cars I'm in like say, places on. like India where there's no roads. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That's... Or like in the in like in some parts of Africa where there's no roads or like on the Bolivian death road. Yeah. Are you going to get in a self-driving car when you can't get two cars side by side together? Yeah. Is it going to be able to drive that? Oh, no. Not, might. Why, why wouldn't it be able to drive it? Because how... how so so when you when we look at like self-driving cars, yeah, it's on roads, it's on nice, well-marking. Yeah, but who's to say you couldn't train it on data that's right, okay. similar to the Bolivian death roads, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, who's going to... How many self-driving off-road cars have been trained? Yeah, no, I know you. So, no. so basically, how do you how do you then get the data set to build that? Yeah, because then, if you're driving in the wild, right, in the, in the wild, if you're driving, oh, it's not even. That. If you're driving in the wilderness, 
So a lot of the world, oh, track, some, yeah, some yeah. Fo- like you say, you're driving through the forest, yeah. You Either can't pre map that, yeah. Because what no. if a tree falls down? What then, yeah, yeah. What's self driving cloud? It's, it's well, crazy. No, you're right. The immediate use of self driving cars is uh, a 21st century problem, like it's for the it's for the wealthiest civilizations who've got great road systems, complex road systems, which can be well-mapped out, the well-regulated, the well-parameterized. It is more difficult in places where the road connectivity isn't there and the constantly changing, you know, one one road used one year and then if they change it and build another, yeah. that's hard to do. And then obviously off-roading is important. Like, is there going to be a time when we've got an off-road self-driving car which can navigate a forest floor? Yeah. You know, when like, you know, the Land Rover self-driving car, but... Mm. You know, I don't think it's out the, outside the realms of being done. Like, you used to say no, that you could So what I'm trying what I mean? to say there is, like, so we're, we're kind of steaming down this road. So a big challenge then is when people go, well, hang on, where's our self-driving cars? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think it's a bit... Yeah, no, I see what you're trying to say, but I don't think it's as... It's not as big of a dilemma as the electric car issue in the sense of like globally because technology is always sprinkled through the richest civilizations first and then got to the poorer yeah. ones. Electric cars is a bit different because the richest civilizations are using them and pulling the blame off themselves then for like this ethical ruining the planet and looking at yeah. those countries and saying, you guys are still, but with electric, with the self driving cars, they're fine, still using, you know, controlled electric cars you know and they could just navigate a forest with an electric land there's not that like um, that passion of the book but I know what you're saying like yeah, they could yeah, still yeah. look at the you know but but they're, they're doing that for every technology you know where's our iPhone where's my fucking heated seat where's my fucking memory foam mattress where's my pair of Nike you know what I mean yeah memory foam mattress but, do you know what I mean all no. the things that fall up no but I see what you're saying do you know what yeah. like I don't think it'll cause as big of a stare as like We've got electric cars, you yeah. Can't, with the self-driving thing, because it's just technology yeah. and technology in the end trickles down, which is unfortunate, but it's the way it is. Yeah. So I think and a good point now. Then before we move on to kind of the final piece we want to finish on, which is kind of the future, the ethical implications yeah, yeah. of it. It's like it's basically just cover some of the the benefits and drawbacks we've kind of found. So I think some of the like, I've kind of cons- like put them together to kind of summarize the yeah, self-driving yeah. car. But is that in general we probably get safer roads? 100% yeah. yeah. Um, no fucking idiots behind wheels screaming at you for, fucking, for, for doing the right thing because they've done they've the fucking wrong up. thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, say, save money. So reducing risks, saving time means saving money. Saving time is a massive one. Yeah, so, you'd say, so obviously you can still do things whilst you're driving. No one wants to be stuck in in traffic with, yeah. with your hand on a wheel people want to do stuff you know what I mean um, invite- that, sorry just on the time one imagine going on a five hour journey in a car that you're on your own you've got to drive it but being able to get like three hours of work done or Madden. being able to yeah. watch the match or being able to changes everything that, it's doesn't the it? games change man yeah. and then another one is like the eco friendly and eco driving of it so say if you introduce so I thought about this and it's just a logical thought process where you get there is say if you introduce self-driving cars on even on petrol and diesel cars, yeah, they say if they were all self-driving, yeah, the you reduce the risk of harsh acceleration, harsh braking, just constant driving all the way around. So they drive more eco-friendly. Everything's optimized. Yeah, so yeah. you have that side, and then the optimization of a self-driving car allows the economic efficiency. And, yeah. and then if we live in, so as you say, say we have this full city, 
where say no one owns their own car. Yeah. There's just a sort. There's just a, a service where you'll. It's like an Uber. Yeah. And you just hop in the car, it drives you, you get out, and and then you pay for a thing. Yeah. So you don't own a car. You just have these self-driving cars driving around be the a city. Crazy thing, man. So that's environmentally friendly because you reduce the amount of cars needed, and you reduce the amount of space needed to park the cars. And yeah, because everyone has their own car, but not everyone's on the road at the same time. Exactly. So, so imagine you just sorry, have I this. Thought about like that. Imagine if yeah, you, no one has a car on the path, and like where you go, I'm going to work, and it's like within two, there's just a car parked up off around the corner because it's not. And then we have these bays with just rows well, imagine, of like. But then imagine a new Uber app on your phone. You just go right. I'm going to work. Boom, and it just pops up to your house, charges to work, and then off it goes. But there'd be problems with that because it'd have to be the same price as running a car to work. Because people would say, "Well, I fuck it, I want my own car then." Because yeah, it's cheaper. but then, yeah, but then, I'm paying, I'm paying taxi price every day. But then, say if you live, yeah, but then, so say for example, you live in a city, parking's horrific. Cost in some cities it can cost thousands to buy your it's car. Still cheaper to get a taxi than driving park. But then, yourself. say you've got to buy the car. So you say in London, or say say these cities in the future have these like really ultra strict, like driving no rules, emission yeah, zone, yeah. and they charge loads. And then you've got to buy fifty grand for an electric car. Over the, no, over I know the what course you're of so many years, you probably say still low lad, that visceral like hand twenty oh, quid lad. over right now. People like nah, fuck that. Oh, even I'd... though even if they've spent more money on their own car, that like we need fifteen quid, you've just been tough to work. It's like fuck fifteen quid for this. Do you know what I mean? Oh I'd, I don't agree. I think I have a bunch of beers wrong with it. But anyway. So yeah. the, so the, I'm that, just imagining it, sorry. No, yeah. It's quite a, a ut- like utopian a future, vision, utopian yeah. vision, yeah. Then you've got some of the drawbacks on it. So, um, no more handbrake turns. Is that on there? Exactly. So, <laughs> rigid, fun, fun of driving. Will no, like it's a big one. Yeah. Well, dicking around in a car sometimes when you're on when you're on a closed space and there's no danger to the public. That's fucking classic. No, and we've gone into this a few times with technology. I think we talked about it with ChatGPT. Like getting rid of some things, just you lose a lot, man. Um, with fun. And just like the beauty of life, like I couldn't imagine a more mundane thing than if there was just these like self-driving, you know, vehicles which pull up your house and they all have the same colour and you yeah. just get in them. All and the same interior. As you get out, yeah. it goes, thank you. And like you get out, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, you get a little text that says, thank you for using Liverpool self-driving fleet. Like, my, like my dad loves cars. If you said to him, everyone's getting rid of the cars, dad, and we're all getting these self-driving. He'd be like, nah. He, he loves cars, lad. You know what I mean? He goes to car shows to see other people's cars. Yeah. And like... So the enjoyment of driving is part of the fun of owning the car. He likes talking about cars with yeah. people. He likes going and going, well, you've got a 2004 fucking blah, blah, blah. It's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Um, then you've got the higher R&D costs associated to... Like, so... You can't just make a new car at this point. You've got to say you, then you've got a further self-driving car. What then? So the cost of building, maintaining, and buying these self-driving cars will go up because then, if say if your car's got fucking three hundred sensors on, yeah, well, some of them are going to break. I wonder as well how many cars are going to become obsolete over the next fifty years because of, of changing technology. So you've got the big group of cars which we know are going to become obsolete, which are petrol and diesel over mm. the next 30-odd years. Still going to be allowed to drive them over the near future, but I would imagine there's a point when it's like, okay, private collections on private land with your own petrol store, not on yeah. public roads anymore. So it's all electric. And then 
and self-driving catches up and if it's quick enough it's like at one point okay no non-self-driving cars now everything's got to be controlled yeah. by by a self-driving car so then you've got this big fleet but like it's never happened before where like it's become a group become obsolete like cars have just developed and all the oldest of oldest cars have still been well usable. it's still a car it's still essentially just you see what i'm saying but like yeah, quite yeah. quickly we're gonna unless we allow every car on the road but we've talked about that in a self-driving system is at its safest when everything is self-driving mm. so yeah i don't know and then we move on to the drawbacks which fall into this kind of ethical kind of debates which we want to move on to because we think that's that's a big part of what we find interesting about the self-driving cars yeah. the, is the ethical one. And the big one, I think, to start off with is that self-driving cars can get it wrong. Yeah. And then you've got the whole question of, well, what do you do? What do you do when it gets it wrong? And Who's to blame? Who's to, who's to blame? It's, it's and a... how, how are these coded? Because like, at the end of the day, these cars are just ones and zeros. People are coded these cars up it's a computer how do you code ethics you don't you can't because humans can't write ethics down and either no, and no one can agree on a standard set of ethics and also no. the, and, and then this is another point what country you're in depends on what ethics are acceptable it's what country you're in depends if you kill the child or the granny so so what is it so self-driving cars now are going to have to have different software packages per country it's this. It, well this is one of the reasons why it's going to take forever, if not never. They're never going to be implemented if, if this conundrum... Can't be solved. ...is never solved. And just literally thinking about it from the surface, you cannot see a solution because... I think, well, just to explain to the viewers, like the self-driving conundrum, the self-driving car conundrum is you're in a self-driving car on a road. You don't control it. You're just sitting in it. Now the cars come up to a, a junction or whatever. It's run into a bit of trouble, and it's now got to swerve off the road. That's the simplest. Yeah, like examples. it is. It is in a. It is in a situation where something like has happened. A, a, yeah, it's a crash. is going to happen, and someone's going to get hurt. Like someone, something fucking weird has yeah, gone on. The, it's, and it's got to pull off the road, or it's got to stay where. Something's it is. going to happen. And the famous example is: do you, do you pull off to the left and kill the young mother with its child, or do you pull off to the right and kill the old? Um, retired couple mm. and like or then yeah, there's so many scenarios but the car has to make that decision because there's no decision outside or of then that. does it kill the people inside the car or the third one yet yeah, is it you just go with the collision and kill the people in the car now the people in the car probably saying no fuck that pick one of the other two do you know what i mean so like, it's so it's so like this is something which will have to be like you'll have to put these rules in fucking code you'll have to write these down as logic and then people would say well is there a way to, to to make it completely random where it's just every time it's a random outcome but people be like fuck that we don't leave it to just like but you wouldn't have it be random. but you wouldn't have it be random so the point like i think ugh. do you know what i'm saying but people would yeah like how how do you even encode that you know what i mean but then the problem is you couldn't have it random because then at some point you could just randomly throw up and just go fucking kill everyone. Yeah. Because or... <laughs> if you were having it random, that would be one of the options. Yeah. One just... of the options just be right. Let's just fucking have everyone then. If Let's it was go. random, one of the options would be world domination. <laughs> the car just turns to transformer. <laughs> Optimus Prime's the fucker. And just Bumblebee comes out. Well, there's a new Transformers coming out. Um, the shit films. Anyway. No, but it's, it's a mad one. Like, 
who and then that leads into the other argument of okay does these these cars have got to make decisions about life and death or about serious injury or not serious injury um okay so now we know that there's engineers software developers mathematicians data scientists behind the scenes encoding it are we just all giving them the power to make the ethical decisions uh, no. no i think everyone would agree no we're not giving these 300 people who work for this fucking company the yeah, ethical power because of then the world the problem is you can't just give one company the power because then or even you'd 10 have, companies you no know, but then you'd matter. have yeah but then you'd have different ethical standards per country per, right what ryan said the before way, you go to bolivia and they prefer killing the people in the car you go to the uk and they say whenever there's a scenario we tend to go for the younger stage group at risk or when and then in other countries like we 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 like to, you know, go for the elderly. Then you've got the old, if you run into a problem, is, is it okay to pull off and kill an animal and save the human? Or there's people out there who'd be like, no, kill the human. It's just, no one aligns ethically. So yeah. to get that into a car, unless you're just going to disregard people's ethics and say, listen, our cars do this. And and then the you problem, I mean? the, another point people raise is, well, self-driving cars are safe. So that one in... Do you know Google's cars on about before? What the fuck's it called? So it's got a proper wanky name. Oh, don't wonder. Waymo. Wonder. Waymo. So the problem is that is Sorry. that's had two crashes in its a hundred a million miles it's drove. Yeah. And they both weren't its fault. There were people going into the back of it. And most of its minor collisions, which don't actually count towards car statistics, have yeah. been people crashing into it, like when it's stationary. Or they've been at night and people haven't seen it. So most of the accidents, like literally most of the accidents that happen with these... Because of humans. Are because of humans. But the issue you've got is that, yes, these seem safer, but there will come an eventuality where it goes wrong. Because tech goes wrong. AI is never 100% right. No matter what people tend to think about no, it. No, it's... It's going to get it wrong. It, it can nearly be 100% right, but there's that eventuality so you have to where have these, it will be wrong. You have to have these things where it, they're like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like hardcore, fucking right. If this goes wrong... This happens. Emergency, protocol, boom, 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 this is what's happening. But it's just like... But then who sets that? Yeah, I can see in 30 years' time, like a news, a news article, like, um, you know, individual... Is, is is charged 30 years in jail for the murder of a, a, a pedestrian in a self-driving car because there's a term and condition in the self-driving car company that if well, this happened, we lose responsibility, but then it's not fully self-driving. So then if you blame it on the company, it's like, oh yeah, Merck killed 300 people last year. But then... You know what I mean? It's it, like, but then who at Merck gets punished? Or is it just Merck You just company? punish the company so and that that's how you that get out of it? the people, to so say if you... So then say if someone puts out code and it, it's wrong. Yeah. Say even it's accidental. You can kill someone accidentally on the road and you still get done for... Yeah, is it like... So are they? is it the company's fault? Are they civilly liable? Criminally liable? Is it like... Is this... Do we treat this like how we treat doctors? Where if malpractice is, is, is evidence for a doctor have a malpractice, it's like someone died under the knife. And it wasn't just because of chance or they had a weak heart. You didn't carry out procedure properly. And... It'd have to be. But then, who's going to take that job? Well, then the... Well, doctors it, still no, become doctors. I know, know but I mean? then that's like... Uh, yeah, I suppose. But there's the weird one where, like... Because, you know, 
medicine is quite well. Well, I suppose you would run into this issue because before you put a car in the market, it'd have to be tested to the death. Mm. So you'd get over those like scenarios where problems would happen. You'd be able to iron them out, and then if it ever did happen, you'd have to look back at the. But how would you know as a coder that you coded it wrong? Or like, you, you, exactly. Or how do you know something mad happens? Like James Corden decides to do a fucking flash mob at well, <laughs> Zebra Crossing. Has the camera ever seen a flash mob? Does it know what's happening? This, and then does it shit its pants? And I suppose the mad? difference is, Belly, is if you were a, co- a doctor when a mistake's made in a surgery, would I would imagine usually be quite aware that the mistake was made. Like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Because it's something they've done over and over again. A coder, if they've made a big mistake, the main benefit they might have is the car might not have crashed yet. If you've opened someone up and fucked the surgery up, they're dead yeah. on the table. That car might not have crashed yet, so there's that opportunity to go, we need to stop those cars moving. But, but then is, fleet. is We that, need to get back into this car. But then, is that equivalent to people being done for dangerous driving? Just because you didn't cause a crash. Are you dangerously you did, coding? Yeah. What you did was like you could have caused a serious incident I think so. then that could it, it opens it's this whole box of worms it? it's well Germany are kind of pushing the way on this aren't they because they've yeah. they've already passed laws basically saying that all human life in self-driving car yeah. context is equal so that the car and car companies can't code to prioritise one over the other can't prioritise children over, over yeah, elderly. It's, yeah. it's just you've got to protect human life is kind of the the aim they're saying. Yeah, well, that's a nice thing to say, but what happens if there's a binary outcome where someone's got to die in Fair. order to save the other? Like, well, how do you prioritise human life there? I suppose it's a numbers game then. <laughs> 2v1, baby. But do you know what I mean? Like it's... I, I, probably, I probably haven't read in enough into it enough to to to, 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 give to the, fully the, the understand. Give it, yeah, give it the nuance it deserves. But like, it's okay saying you know our, our legislation now prioritizes human life. I think most people, even the biggest animal lovers, if you said to them like you know if the outcome was protect human life or protect animal life, except for apps, you know, absolute like animal animal lovers, most people would say okay, save the human. Yeah. But that's. Yeah, I mean, I don't, get, I don't get that statement because there's outcomes what a, what a binary anyway. No, someone think, must be injured. I think I get it. I get killed. it from the point of you're putting it out there now that right, we're quashing the debate that you prioritise young. There's a human's more worthy than another human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've quashed that straight away. So let's worry about other ethical questions, which I think is kind of a nice way to do it. In that, it's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, and it's it's one of them ways. Gets rid of that argument. It gets rid of that argument. Also, everyone, you've you've got to find a solution. That doesn't involve right. We'll go that way. You've got there's yeah, got because imagine if it was like a an age thing. Like if you know if you're over seventy five in a self driving car, you're less prioritised than a younger person. So it might if you're you'd be terrified to what else. Yeah, and if it like knew okay, the elderly person in this car's in the back right hand yeah. side. If anything happens, we swerve to the right yeah. to get rid of, you know to save the people mm. on the chassis of the car who yeah. uh, got more. Put it. It's bad. So it is. I think so they've done bad. the right thing by saying listen. One month old or a hundred year old, these are the same. Like quality humans are of, humans. Like, like humans are human, and it's going to be unfortunate. But that, that, that's so, so complex about ethics because my inner mind says that that older person should die. If you're a hundred, you've had your it. life. It's awful killing off one month old. Yeah. Do you know, like it's straight away you disagree with her and go. I get why they've but done then, it because it simplifies the argument going forward and allows them to move forward. But 
I, if I was an 88-year-old person and someone said, you die, or a two-year-old child, I'd say, listen. Even as a 26-year-old, I'd say, listen, yeah. kill me, I've had 26 years. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would be unfair to kill this child. It's mad, don't it? But yeah, but that, you're, that's quite, uh, that's an answer coming from someone who's quite... Um, Full of shit. No. <laughs> like a lot of people would go, yeah, I'm, I'm still alive. I don't know that kid. You couldn't kill I, a kid, lads. Lads, some people don't give a fuck. Like, you would look at me different. You would look at me totally different if we were in some scenario where it was, you can live, Sam, or this kid can die. And I come out of the room where, like, this weird scenario happened and I said to you, I let the kid die. Yeah. You look at me and go, you should have died in there, lad. You know what uh, I mean? Like, but, you shouldn't have yeah, come out. but that's because we're, like, normal, sensible people. There are not... The society, as, as is well documented, is not full of normal oh. thinking people. But, yeah, I think we've rabbited on quite a lot there. I think a, a couple of other ethical things that we'll close up with, just to round off, is job displacements that'll come from self-driving cars. Yeah, we've hit on that point a few times yeah. in other pods. It's that, an, um... That's a huge ethical problem, which I don't think, as a society, we're anywhere near remotely it's, geared up to solve. I think... The jobs that self-driving cars or the place is a small cog in the, the big wheel of job displacement that's going to happen over the next 30, 40 yeah. years. Because because people say, oh, it'll bring in highly skilled jobs, but then what do you do with people who aren't highly, highly skilled? skilled? yeah. So what do you do with people who... Yeah, like there's things that me and Ryan will never be able to do because we're just not intelligent enough. Yeah. So, and there's people who can't do what we do and there's, there's people who can't do what they do and then there's there's all there's a every population I know people don't like to hear this there's a there's a bell curve of everything pretty much and like yeah. you've got really intelligent people and you've got really unintelligent people and you've got everyone in the middle now unless coding becomes really or unless machine learning becomes really simple which it might stuff like ChatGPT we don't know then you're putting the trust in ChatGPT it's so complex imagine if ChatGPT was coding up Self-driving cars with just prompt engineers. <laughs> if it if it done it, you know, if it done everything. Oh yeah, you just got rid of coders, and it's like right, okay. It, open so it's AI. a prompt engineer asking OpenAI to code it's up this car. bug in this self-driving car. Now you've got like three in the wheel, man. Lad, it's not even worth thinking about. No, but like it's easy to say. Yeah, there'll be more jobs yeah. coming, but I don't think there is, man. And then another one, which is it's kind of sci-fi, but it, it's worth talking about, is the fact you've got all this personal information now. All this information being collected by self-driving cars. Oh, What's going on? What you've watched? Give me people. Uh, you've got all this information going on with that being collected with self-driving cars and with companies now being able to drive and know where you are. Yeah, yeah. P- people are going to want to hack that shit. Yeah, well, we've talked about that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. another point of vulnerability. It's another information bank which people can access. Adversaries can access. You know, you've already got problems with China and looking at TikTok and. Um, you know, invasive algorithms in these social media platforms. Imagine if there was adversary countries looking into each other's vehicle data. You know, how how does the average yeah. American move about? How does an important like if you if you could get the vehicle data on a, on a presidential car or you know the government vehicle fleet mm. or you know, there's a lot. It's a new information bank which is accessible, and I suppose these are becoming available in every point of life now because so much is becoming digitised and yeah, data's yeah. getting collected on it but it's something to think about it's another avenue and I know it's a bit like fast and furious like oh I think when people think of like accessing car information you think of someone hacking into a car and crashing it but lad it's not outside the realm no, of it, it's, possibility it's, if, if, there's, if there's something online 
it's hackable. People want to hack it. There's a way to get in. Yeah. It might be a really fucking difficult way. But people will find a way. But like, who was the guy years ago who got into the, he went to, what was his name? Cambridge Analytica. They got into all like, what, what's the Cambridge Analytica story? Oh, that's not hacking. Isn't that not hacking? That, that was just, it was basically social engineering through social media. Basically. Well, who's not, the, who's the, oh, I'm forgetting, is it Edward Snowden? Uh, he wasn't a hacker well he was a hacker but he was working for the NSA okay my point is it's hard oh yeah well, people they, they had, into, they had people pe- inside the companies maybe oh, yeah, they had people they, like as you say Edward Snow he was was it Edward Snow yeah, yeah I think he, he was on the inside yeah, and released was, a load of info he was saying like the US had like bits of coal to shut down power networks and everything so imagine if someone inside <laughs> a, a car company like, accessed car information on whatever they want to get it no, and it's like it's another information bank which is dangerous in, in yeah. the wrong hands. And I suppose the last point we're ending on the ethics is, and it goes to just ethics in general, is, you know, do we blame, as we were talking about before, do we blame the engineers, the coders, the individual in the car, the company? Um, putting blame to someone insinuates that someone is righteous and someone is unrighteous in the sense of ethics, like who has the good ideas and who has the bad ideas. Um, but who knows who has the good ideas and who knows who has the bad ideas and who decides who the person with the good ideas is as yeah. far as ethics goes it's an impossible solution it's a circular problem you just come back to the start each time and then you go around the circular loop of solving an ethical but issue again the, the thing is we are going to break out of that circle and we're going to have answers to these questions whether you whether we agree with them or not but that's not an answer if you don't agree with them but an answer's a, a fact does it's still an answer uh, well, it's a bad answer. It could be a bad answer. An answer doesn't have to be a fact. It's just it, an no, answer. yeah, no. We usually base things on things that are true unequivocally. Yeah, but the, this is something which that will never be able to happen. That's what I'm saying. It's a circular issue. Yeah, but it, I mean? but then it's not. It's not going to be. Oh, they'll, yeah, they'll eventually they, make it a like, line and say this is it. Self-driving cars are coming because people yeah, are putting yeah. money into it. So someone's going to come up with an answer in this and just run with it. Yeah. Which is I which wonder is, if philosophically if if an issue's a circular issue, I wonder if it's if you should really be make if you should really be snapping that circle at all ever. I wonder if humans are going down yeah, scary routes, man. But then but then that's the that's the sick oh, but then now we get into the point of scaremongering like people shitting their pants over chat GBT gonna take over the world. No, I know I know what you mean. But so that, that's sick- not that's not a, I don't think that's as circular as, as a self driving car. It doesn't seem as impossible to get out of. No. The ethical loop in that one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Well, that's been, again, another one of the big things. Big think episode. It was a good episode. That Let us know your thoughts on self-driving cars. Let us know um, what you think the biggest challenge is going to be in, in the upcoming. Would, would, would you get in a car with no driver that yeah. was going to take you to town on your night out with your boys or your girls or whatever? Would you mm. do it? Would you do it? Um, yeah let us know we like hearing your thoughts on it if you did like it leave us a like if you didn't like it there's stop ringing me there's also an option for that as well who's Bell and you lad I'm going to shout them out now that's me bad Hannah I'm telling you now girl <laughs> fucking leave my man alone <laughs> but yeah so um, if you liked it leave it a like if you don't as you say there's a button for that as well let us know yeah. either way we just want to know um, keep keeping keeping um Keep keeping on, man. Keep keeping on. Keep 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 fucking hell. Keep 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 keeping an eye. Why have you gone all like? I can't speak, man. Show me today. Keep keeping on, everyone. Keep keeping an eye on the socials to get updated when we have the new episodes. We've got some good stuff coming. Agony Ant 
uh, episode two's coming up in a couple of eps. Yeah, man. So if you've got any questions, throw them in. We'll make sure to answer them. We've had them. a few, haven't we? Yeah, we've had a few. So, so we'll answer them. But, so you've still got a couple of weeks to get them in. Let us know and we'll be more than happy to answer them for you. So, that's um, it, Billy. That's it from us and we'll see you in the next one. Peace out.